Welcome to Let's Talk Football with me, Chris. And me, Richard. The podcast bringing you the latest in football news. Every week we discuss all the big talking points from the world of football and preview all the action in the week to come. In this week's podcast, City extend their lead at the top of the table to 11 points. Manchester United lose a two-goal lead against Aston Villa. Benitez is sacked from Everton after the loss to Norwich. And the North London derby is postponed, but was it the right decision? Well, with that, plus all the latest from the transfer news and the AFCON, we've got lots to talk about, so let's talk football. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, 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 welcome everybody. Welcome, everyone. We are here uh, again. Um, so, some big news in football this week. Very big news. Very big. Uh, Rafa Benitez has, has lost his job. He has at Everton, and it was always. I think. I, I think this is one that was always going to end this way for me. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, the writing was on the wall pretty early on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he put out that statement, didn't he? After talked about the injuries and whatnot. And I think. I think to be fair, he's got a bit of a point. When you you're losing Calvert Lewin, and you've you've not had Richarlison for a big chunk of time. Yeah. I mean, they're your two best players. Yeah. They've been without them. And then I think Gray got injured as well, didn't he, lately? Andros Townsend also injured. Yeah, so he's not had the luck, really. Yeah. Yeah. But without having that backing behind him, in, in that the fans didn't really want him there in the first place. Yeah. You know, in general. That was the big thing, yeah. Yeah, the majority of it, anyway, it seemed to be that, you know, they didn't really want him there. But once he was there, okay, let's see what you can do. And then, obviously, as soon as it was going to start, it was always going to turn oh, yeah. this once way they, quickly, Once I they think. turned on him, that was it. Game over. Yeah. yeah. It was always going to be difficult. Even though they've, uh, they've brought in three players so far this month. Yeah. Strange that. And the reason that Luca Dini got his move to Villa yeah. was because he had a falling out with Rafa. And then two days later, he gets the sack. Yeah. It's um, bizarre. But it was the right decision because they are in free fall. Oh, yeah, we don't like to see managers lose their jobs. Yeah. But you can see why they've done it. But, yeah, it's an understandable decision. And I think when the fans, like I said, once the fans had gone, and with it being Benitez and he's obviously linked to Liverpool, it was it was always going to be hard to turn that around, I think. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, they weren't great against Norwich. No. No, they shot they themselves in the foot <laughs> yep. fairly early on. Yeah, it doesn't help the situation, does it? It doesn't help them. Even the commentator on the highlights was like, and Norwich City have scored a goal! It's like, <laughs> just the... is it really that desperate that Norwich have scored? The shock and the surprise. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, very, very interesting, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, so now Rafa's gone. The news turns, doesn't it, to who comes in? Yeah. Obviously, Duncan Ferguson takes temporary charge for the yeah, foreseeable Duncan Ferguson's future. Again, for his second second spell, I think this yeah, is the second spell. Yeah, he took over when Marco Silva was sacked. Yeah. So uh, I think so. The names I've heard linked over the current days. Yeah. I think Roberto Martinez has been linked with coming back. Yeah. Uh, Rooney, obviously, yeah. Everton connection. Frank Lampard's apparently had conversations. Yeah. And then the latest one, of course, was Jose Mourinho's name yeah. popped up. Yeah, popped up. Now, I think I would love that because I think Jose in a Merseyside derby against Liverpool 
would be quite tasty. It would. It would be very interesting to watch it, yeah. I think there's definitely something to get from that. But, I mean, he's got a Roma team at the minute. Who are not exactly doing brilliantly. Aren't doing great, and it's Roma. Yeah. So, I, I can't see Mourinho going to... I can't see that happening. I can't see Mourinho ended up at Everton, if I'm honest. No. No. No, I can't. I I think it's just a, a rumour. It's not probably something that's concrete. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They've come out... Uh, They've, what, muted his name or something? Yeah, they've just mentioned... Everton are considering Mourinho. Yeah. Well, Mourinho might not consider Everton. Yeah. Has anyone thought about that? I mean, I'm sure they're considering Pep Guardiola. <laughs> yeah. To be honest. <laughs> oh, and Klopp. Yeah, well, I mean, even Everton. I mean, they've had Benitez. They might as well get Klopp as well, in. Yeah. They might as well consider Klopp as well. <laughs> Wayne Rooney's an interesting one. Rooney would be an interesting one. Obviously, he's doing really well at Derby considering everything that's going yeah. on but I think the Derby situation suits Rooney in, in the respect that he's backs against the wall and he's a fighter oh yeah absolutely do you know what yeah. I mean and and this will be the same sort of situation you'd be going into Everton with yeah. kind of like okay things are not against things are against us in that we're not playing very well we've got injuries all over the place and you know there's probably countless other things going on yeah one thing that I think about Rooney potentially taking it is Obviously, it's an opportunity to manage in the Premier League. Would he turn it down? Would he turn down the Everton job? Yeah. Much like Gerard didn't. Yeah. But something tells me Rooney might want to see this season out with Derby. I think, yeah, I can see it's why a you're little saying bit, that. A yeah. little bit, just, just just for him to do the challenge the challenge of it. But at the, at, on the opposite side of it, the draw of managing in the Premier League with Everton yeah. might just be enough to time for, for him to go. It might be. I'll take it. Yeah. Also, you've got to think of his legacy at Everton as well. Yeah, I don't think again. I don't think I don't think it'll be harmed. I don't think it will. It's gonna. It'd be one of them. It'd be like, you know, Ollie at Man United. That didn't end great. No, but Ollie's still loved by the fans and everyone at the club. So, I don't think that'd be an issue for Wayne. I think that, that the same would apply to Wayne Rooney. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. one because it's it's yeah. like, well, who'd you get? And Keegan, Keegan at Newcastle. Yeah. Well, that didn't, end very, that didn't end very well second time round. No, but that wasn't with the fans, was it? That was with Mike Ashley. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's any issue with terms of legacies being broken because, no. you know, after Benitez, they're gonna, they'll love anybody. Well, Roberto isn't. Martinez is an interesting one. If we weren't in a World Cup year, I would say yeah. he would probably be the front runner. But as Belgium obviously will be playing in the World Cup in December. It's not going to work. We talked about this I earlier. I, didn't I don't think a, so. I don't think so in. either. Yeah. I think Belgium as well rejected the idea of him job sharing. Yeah. So I think that will put that to bed because Martinez will want to go to the World Cup with Belgium. He will for do because sure. he's got an opportunity to win the World Cup with Belgium. But he has yeah. with, with that team. Absolutely. I mean, I mean that Belgium team do remind me of the mid two thousands England side though. Yeah. All the talent. All, all the all the talent you could ever want in a team, but you just can't quite get it all together. Yeah. Yeah, watch this space. Indeed, because he didn't lose his job at Everton, did he? He left to do the Belgium job, is that right? Uh, no, he was sacked by Everton. No, he was sacked, he was sacked by Why would they want him back? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we sacked, we sacked this guy six, seven years ago. Yeah, we'll have him back. Makes no sense. Why not? As for Norwich, no though, sense. what a win. What a win for Norwich. Yeah, gets them off the bottom of the table. Let's get them off the bottom of the table. And as results went their way elsewhere... 
gets them closer to the yeah getting out of there. I mean, we must still stress that Burnley haven't seemed like they haven't played a game for four I months. Mean, but Burnley um, are never going to play another game this season. No. <laughs> Burnley. No, Burnley, uh, Burnley haven't played a game for ages. But they have got, what, two games on Watford? Three games on Newcastle, four games on... <laughs> yeah, four on Norwich. So, um, and a couple on Everton as well, but they won't catch them with them. So, um, you know, it's going to get it's gonna get tasty possibly between them four clubs. Big win. Obviously, we'll talk about it in a bit, but Leeds got a big win as well. They did, yeah. Um. In fact, we might as well move on Let's to that. Let's pop on over to the London Stadium, shall we? Let's pop on over there. Then uh, Jack Harrison with the hat-trick. With his first career hat-trick. His first career hat-trick. What a way to get it. His last brace was for New York City FC, which nice. I thought was quite funny. <laughs> they said that <laughs> on the commentary. And the, and the commentator even said, I haven't got notes about a hat-trick. So it's like, well, he set it up perfectly. <laughs> uh, it's good though I mean that was a good game that was a very good fair. game of football very good I game. can't believe but Bowen will be kicking himself probably still as I'm we speak I'm not quite sure what he did with that I, I, I just still don't can't think he knew it, it. I, I just think he, he thinks I just need to get something on yeah. it and then something whatever it was wasn't the right thing and then science and geometry took over as they said he had so much time he saw it coming yeah all he had to yeah, do was, was duck yeah, it was uh, it was bizarre. Chested it over the bar. I mean, to be fair, it's quite a feat to do that. I mean, yeah, yeah, it is, hard. it chest, is harder to get over the ball, bar than it's exactly. in the net. Yeah, when you chest a ball, it normally just goes like either down or or like you know, a lot of the energy gets taken out if it when the ball hits your chest. Yeah, but it does mine because there's a lot of fat on it. But <laughs> but you know, it's like how to, how he did that. I mean, fair play to him. I I would have given him a standing ovation for that. There was some pace on the ball, in fairness, yeah. so it was never going to be easy. But yeah, no, it was a, it was a weird one. He'll still be going. I don't understand the science of what just happened. And Leeds, it was, and it was Leeds very strange. still playing games despite the fact that they've got like half a million people missing from their squad. Yeah, it's weird, that, isn't it? Yeah, very weird. Weird that. Weird that. Weird that. Um, but no, uh, I think, yeah, great game of football that one. Yeah, just goes to show. A week is a long time in football. It is. Obviously, they no, lost to West Ham last week in the cup. But I, you see, again, I that was a tight game. Yeah, that was a tight game as well. That cup, that cup game. They've had two really good games yeah. this week. West Ham leads. And the difference is, in a place last to watch. week they didn't take their chances. This week they did. Yeah, Jack. Well, Jack Harrison took Jack his Harrison chances. Took all his chances. Yeah, he took all his chances, and that was big win for Leeds. It does. It gives them a bit of breathing space. Yeah, they needed that, those three points, I think. Yeah. And then, obviously, with Newcastle struggling. Well, and Burnley just being wherever Burnley are. Yeah. Probably in Mallorca somewhere. Maybe. Maybe. We, shouldn't, we, we, wouldn't, uh, we won't speculate where Burnley are. We won't speculate, but, you know, they're all sat on a beach. Sean Dyche has got his tan ready <laughs> with his new shoes. Oh, dear. What, what, what a game. What a game. Uh, so that's that game. Uh, Liverpool, standard, 3-0. Easy peasy. Yeah, Minamino. You know, you know it's easy for Liverpool when Minamino gets himself Ooh, on the score sheet. Oh, burn! No, no. To be fair though, <laughs> I think at the minute they're going to they're going to use aren't they? With with Mane and Salah being away, at African nations, he's 
this is the time where he needs to make the most of it. And to be fair, he scored a couple of goals recently, yeah, hasn't he, Minamino? Yeah. To be fair to him. Yeah. Um, he, he's doing well. And I think Liverpool have gotten over one of the humps because Brentford have, have been a bit tricky for some teams this season. Yeah, they have. They seem so, to be a different animal at home than they are away. They seem to be a little bit too yeah. easy to play against away from home. Hmm. I think you're right. I think you're right. That's just my that's just my opinion, of course. Just your opinion. Yeah, but you know, the record shows that as well, doesn't it? You know, the... But to stay in the league, you just need a very good you know, you need, you do. Home you need form a solid to be... home record and a few yeah. points away from home. So, nothing to be too concerned about. Obviously, hopefully they'll have the Carabao Cup game in the week, depending on what Arsenal decide they want to do. Yeah. And then, obviously, they go to Palace at the weekend on Sunday. Yeah. So, that'll be tricky for them without Mane and Salah, I think. It will be. Yeah. That'll be, because Palace are playing pretty decent this season. But, yeah, so, that's simple, simple for... Liverpool. Fairly regular run-of-the-mill Liverpool victory on Sunday. No problems there. Uh, let's just quickly go back to the Saturday then, because we jumped ahead a little bit. And obviously, actually, we need to go back to Friday. We had Brighton and Palace with a one-all draw. Yeah, it's a good game, this one. I enjoyed watching this one. Yeah, decent one. Conor Gallagher coming up with another important goal for Palace. Absolutely, but I thought Brighton were the better team. Oh, they were. They were. They're... They are playing very, very well under Graham Potter. Who, unsurprisingly, is happy to stay at Brighton. I mean, yeah. After he was being linked with the Everton job as well. Oh no! <laughs> if, if I'm Brighton manager right now, I ain't taking the Everton job. No. I'm sitting quite comfortable mid-table. Yeah. Ain't got to worry about a scrap. Yeah. And to be fair, they're close to the European places now. Brighton. They are closing in on them. They are definitely in the hunt, for sure. So yeah. Both of those teams are doing all right, though, this season. Nothing, no, nothing to be concerned about. But you you expect those two sides to be sort of mid-table, pushing towards the top half of the table, yeah? Yeah, yeah. So uh, speaking of down the bottom of the table, obviously we had the big uh, relegation battle match between Newcastle and Watford. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what to make of Newcastle. I really don't. I, I do. They're not very good. They're just, they're, not, they're just not playing very good football. They, they had that game won. Yeah. And all you had to do was sit back and try and cling on to it. But I, I would go the opposite way. They were at home and had one shot on target. Yes, true. Against a team in and around them in the league. Yeah. I think that tells you a lot about the work that Eddie Howe has to do with this squad. It's confidence, isn't it? First and foremost. Yeah. I mean, everyone everyone is sort of out there now. I mean, Chris Wood obviously made his debut. Yeah. But, you know. It just goes to show, without Alan St. Maximum, they're in the toilet, aren't they? Oh, they're, they're definitely in trouble. You know, they've got everyone in the... Everyone was there now. You know, Trippier's in place. John Joe Shelby's back and playing. It's just Callum Wilson, really, that they're short of. Yeah. But they brought in Chris Wood, hoping that he'd fill that gap. And he didn't have the best of games. No, I think... We said last week, obviously, that Chris Wood is a, a different kind of centre forward, isn't he? To yeah, to Callum Wilson. Oh, absolutely. So you've yeah. got to adapt how you play the game to his strength, which is in the box, in the air, and open for the best yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, I mean they've got, a, I mean they've got a good delivery in Kieran Trippier now. Oh Christ, yeah. You know, and John John Joe Shelby's got it can whip a ball in, so they've got it in there. 
Yeah, they've got they've got they've got the people in there, but I just don't know. They just don't seem to be at all together at the minute. No, but, um, yeah, just can't get the pieces of the jigsaw puzzle in the right area, can they? No. Wolves with a very good win over Southampton. Yeah. Yeah, very good win. Connor Cody scoring his first goal at Molyneux. Love at that. How long has he been at the club now? He must have been there for oh, a few years. Five, now. six years? Yeah, there we go. His face says it's it all. his first goal. A very, very happy man. Big, wide, open mouth. Yeah. Couldn't believe it himself. Couldn't believe that he'd actually scored a goal at home. But the afternoon was completely eclipsed by James Ward-Prowse's free kick. I'm sorry. Oh, of course. He didn't know what he does. It's what he does, isn't it? That? But he's... from that distance. Yeah. I mean, he's on, he's on something, James Ward-Prowse. He is. It was an amazing free kick. I couldn't believe. Obviously, I was listening to it on the telly. And when yeah. I actually saw it, I couldn't believe how far he was out, having a go from there. He he genuinely is the best I've seen since Beckham. Yeah, genuine. Yeah, absolutely. By, by far. I mean, he even, he even challenges Beckham in my eyes for set pieces. Yeah, because his, his corner deliveries are brilliant. James yeah, well, so, so are Beckham's. Let's not let's Oh, not no, no, no. I'm not, saying, I'm not dissing David Beckham's at all. I'm just saying that his corner delivery as well as his three kicks. Are, yeah. yeah. He needs to come to Tottenham to teach us how to take them. Please. Don't have to stay. You can just teach us how to take a corner <laughs> and a free kick. Just show them how to do just it. Just show them what to do. And then you can go. It's fine. You, you know, I'd love to buy you, but just show us, please. Yeah. <laughs> please. <laughs> but a good, a, good, a good win for Wolves, that. Yeah. Again, probably a team that needed a win at this stage. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, there's still the question mark over Troyore. What's going to happen there? Of course. But, I mean, they're pushing for European faces now, which is why I say, you know, a needed win for Wolves rather than them getting out of relegation. Oh, yeah, no, they are, they are right up with the other clubs in that area. Yeah. Yep. Trying, you know, trying to push for that European place. I think um, they could do... Mark is doing a tremendous job. He really is. He's done really well. When you think what he's followed, obviously Nuno was a very good manager for Wolves. Obviously, getting them back in the Premier League, sustaining them. Yep. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, who is this fellow? You know, he's not going to do anything. And he seems to have evolved that side. And they look better now than what they did under Nuno, which I thought was always going to be very difficult. But he seems to have done it quite yeah. easily. You are quite right. All right, let's talk about Man City then and Chelsea. Obviously, that was a big game at the top of the table. We talked about the bottom of the table. Yeah. Let's switch focus to the top. I mean, the title race is over. I said it last week, and I am going to continue to say it. It's over. I think you just. I still think you're discounting Liverpool, and I said this to you last week. It's Liverpool that I think you need to watch out for. Yeah, no, it's over, mate. Forget it. I don't think it is. I I don't think it is. Liverpool get their game. That's eight points, right? Yeah. That's an eight point gap. That is doable. Eight eight points at this point in the league time is doable. Oh, I don't doubt if, you. I, I'm just saying it's over. <laughs> if Liverpool like, have a bit of a stutter during, you know, while Salah and Sane are away. Yeah. Then I think you know any more. If it stays at eleven points, yeah, and Liverpool get to the same number of games, which they probably won't yeah. for a while. But you know, if that if that gap gets any wider, then yeah, I probably agree with you. It will be very very difficult. But right right now, yeah. anything can happen in football. Yeah, the old saying goes. You know, it only takes. Yeah. Only takes a couple. I thought you were going to say it only you know, takes ten seconds to score a goal then. No, no, no. It only takes a couple of results for City and, and then the pressure could start to build. I mean, they've got to play each other again. They've got to play some of the other teams up the top of the league, City. Yeah. So, you know, it's not it's not cut and dry that that's it. Um, 
they're going to win more games than they lose, of course. Yeah. But can Liverpool keep keep up? Yeah, is the question and catch up. I mean, they just dominated Chelsea. Oh yeah, oh from start to finish. Yeah. And it's really confusing because Chelsea were doing really well. I mean, we had them down to win the title right at the start of the season. Yeah, uh, it's just kind of all it's, just, it's, it's fallen away a bit. Yeah. But I think it's. I mean, if you look at Chelsea's record in the league, it's not that bad. I mean, they've probably drawn a, a few games than they probably would have liked to. Yeah, seven draws from twenty-two games is that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, but they've only lost three. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but it's, it's very similar to Liverpool's record. Yeah. Hence, why Manchester City are so far in front. It's City's consistency. City have only dropped points in four games this season. Yeah. So they've lost two, drawn two. But they've only lost points in four of their games. Yeah. That, for me, is everything that's kind of going on right now. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So, you know, that's... Chelsea and Liverpool, if City, you know, if, if City weren't that team that they are, yeah. this would, you know, that would still be classed as a very, very good record at this point in the season. Definitely, yeah. But City are just on a level at the minute. They're, they're on, playing they're on some another fantastic level. football. Yeah. They are. They're playing football out of this off yeah. off this planet and just looking very good. And they still had to be patient. Yeah. Um, I think you know another five or ten minutes of that, and I think you know that's when you start to get a bit nervy that something might might happen. And they're still really not playing. You know, Phil Foden played at false nine, didn't he? Yeah. In that one. They didn't, really, they didn't even bring Jesus on until 88th minute. So, I mean, they were just breezy. It was breezy for them. Yeah. I mean, once they got the goal, obviously Chelsea then had to change tactics. Yeah. Because they were just trying to hit them on the counter-attack. They were trying to hit Lukaku, and it wasn't really working. Because Lukaku no. was being swallowed up. Obviously, you've got Rodri in there. Rodri's the, the barrier between the midfield and yeah. the defence. And, yeah, he's very hard to get off the ball once he gets it on. Once he gets on the ball. Absolutely. And he yeah. does the simple thing. He gets the ball and he gives it to De Bruyne. He gives it to Sterling, Silva, Grealish, whoever. And just yeah. lets them do what they need to do. I mean, they had a couple of good chances, though. I mean, Lukaku had a couple of opportunities where he could have put Zayic in. Yeah. And didn't. Pulisic had one as well, I think. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not here to criticise Thomas Tuchel because he's just brilliant. Okay. But I, for me, it felt more like a... Werner and Havertz game. Yeah, speed speed over power. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that probably would have gone again. I mean, obviously, Lukaku can outmuscle anyone when he's on form. Yeah. But I think when you're playing on the break, when you've got someone as fast as Werner yeah. and, and Havertz sat on your bench, and, I don't know, your Champions League man of the match in Mason Mount, yeah. who you've left on the bench, who, you know, you beat this City team in a final. Yeah. That for me is just a couple of things. I was just thinking, well, why, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you do that? Maybe he thought because obviously they've got pace right across the back four, the four that played anyway. Perhaps he thought, you know, I'm not going to beat them for pace. I'm going to try and outmuscle them. Maybe. But when you when you're playing counter football though, yeah, you need pace. You need the pace. Yeah. You need pace. Which Pulisic you know I mean? can provide. Ziyech did provide, but obviously Lukaku. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you don't you don't fault Lukaku. He's he's very good at what he does, and he's strong, and he can do that. But for me, yeah, I'd I'd probably me personally. I mean, not that I'm anything to worry about, but um, you know, I'd have probably gone with with 
Werner and Havertz in there. Agreed. But yeah, no, uh, very, very, very important game in the title race, one that City came out on top of. Yeah. And then finally, we we talk about the capitulation (laughs) at Villa Park. Oh, what a capitulation. Oh, it was so bad. Right, I was watching. I watched the game. Obviously, yeah. We get the we get the early goal, and even then, I think you know it's a scrappy goal. It's a bit clever. The free kick's clever. Yeah. To the point where we've touched it, they haven't noticed the, the refs. You know, the ref and the linesman have seen it, and everyone's had the conversation. So the quick little back heel runs away, and then obviously Fernandez picks it up, takes the shot. Martinez doesn't cover himself in glory. Yeah, Martinez has a moment. Yeah, has a moment. Um, I think he, I think though, in his in fairness, Cavani sort of sticks half sticks a leg out yeah. at it, and that's I think that's what put him off. And then I think he tries to claim that it's offside because he's like he's in my eye line, yeah. but he wasn't. Well, he was in his eye line, but he wasn't offside. No. So so that was that was the first thing. And then I'm just thinking, right, let's get hold of it now. We've we've done. You know, you're away from home. Yeah, let's get on the ball, knock it out. Not for a second in that match did I... Th- I mean, first half, okay, we were good. But we still conceded a few chances, but we were good. Yeah. We were better. And I think the confidence of the good start helped. But I still never felt like we were in control of the game. And then the second half comes, and we're all, all over the place. And Villa, to their credit, are chasing us. They're on us. They're in our faces. Everything, basically, that Ranyuk wants United to do. Yeah. And all I'm thinking is, this crowd's up. We need to kill the crowd. And I'm thinking, like, it's so open. The game's end-to-end. And all I'm thinking is just slow it down. And then, obviously, I think it's Matty Cash puts the ball across. Fred intercepts it quite easily, and we get the second goal. So they've gifted us two goal head start. Villa, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. They give us the two goals. I mean, the finish from Bruno is still great. I love it when it hits the underside of the bar and it just thwacks off the floor. Yeah. I love, I love that sound. So that kind of hit. And then I'm thinking again, right, okay, we've done it now. The crowd are going to be dead. We're tuning up. Just keep hold of it. But we just can't, we can't do that. And I'm sat in there thinking, okay, right, okay, we've got, um, we've got who we've got on on the pitch. You know, we've got Matic and Fred in there. So let's, let's bring someone on. You know, I was thinking, right, okay, Donny would have been good. He, you know, he can play a ball. He's an Ajax player. So he knows how to pass a football around. We've even got Juan Mata sat on the bench, not doing anything. He can look after the ball. And I'm just thinking, you know, Pogba would, would have been probably good in that situation. He would have got hold of it, slowed the game down. Matic and Fred aren't going to do that. No. And that's why I think we lose control of games, is because we're too busy trying to go head-to-head, back and forth. And actually, when we're tuning up with 20 minutes to go, or, you know, I'm just thinking, let's just slow the game down now. Let's get hold of the ball. Let's pack it up a little bit, right? Let's get tight, bring it in. But we're still, like, all over the place. And it's because we haven't got the players who can all play in the middle of the pitch. And it's it's just so frustrating to watch us. We're so open. We're so open. Like, I'm watching us, and we've got, we're supposed to play with these two defensive midfielders, right? But then you find, obviously, obviously when we're pushing the game up, fine, they're going to find themselves forward. But they're always both forward. Yeah. One's not sitting. Just one of it. Yeah. yeah. And in my eyes, actually, the way I think about it is that block of four, the centre-backs and your central defence, you know, your, your, yeah, your defensive midfielders, midfielders yeah. just need to sit. 
Okay, if one occasionally has to go to keep... And then what you've got there, though, is when the ball breaks away, you've got one in there to kind of... You've got them there to kind of go, no, give it back, and then it can go straight back out to a fullback who's attacking yeah. or whatever. And for me, it's just... That's kind of... I don't understand, but why I see our central defensive midfielder, when we play that formation, why are they sat on the edge of their 18-yard box? Because as soon as it breaks down, they're in. Yeah. Because you're chasing the game again. Yeah. Yeah. And all you need to do is just keep that block of four in. You've got your fullback support in the attacking play. You've got uh, two forwards in, in terms of wide men in Rashford or Greenwood or Cavani or whoever it is playing up front. Um, it was Alanga, who I thought played very well. Yeah. You know, and they're all players that like to play in field. So you've got your width of your fullbacks and then you can play in the middle or outside the edge of the box with, you know, with Bruno behind them and Cavani playing as your number nine you've got players in there that can do damage and I'm just thinking if those two just sit back if the ball breaks they can press onto it straight away get it back get it back into a forward player I just think just do that instead what we're doing is those two are pushing forward then it breaks in between and the centre backs are just exposed Yeah. and then you're just relying on the pace of your full backs to get back in when actually if you just had the four as a block and just went no this comes out with air because that could easily t you could turn that into like a makeshift back four if you needed to yeah in a situation as it broke down i don't know we're a mess you are and you gifted aston villa two goals we did we really did it Phil was so poor but it was written so for philip coutinho wasn't it it really wasn't as Go away. soon Don't as care. he came on l plus ratio you knew he was going to score the equalizer you knew it no no, no, no. He shouldn't have been anywhere near. He shouldn't have been anywhere. You know, you know what I mean? That game should. Have, that game was dead when he came on. That's the thing that annoys me. The game was dead. It should. Well, it should have been dead, but it, it wasn't because of the way that we played. Yeah, obviously, Jacob Ramsey's goal gets the crowd up, and once they get back on yeah, yeah. the on once side, the, yeah, exactly. Once you get once you get to two one ten minutes, anything can happen, yeah. especially away from home. Anything can happen, but it can happen when you're at home yeah. in the Premier League. And Manchester United just yeah. press the self destruct button. Oh, we were just awful. We were just all over the place. Funny I enough, don't understand. It? I don't understand Ralph. Kind of, he all he's talked about since he's come in is, I want United to control a game. I haven't seen. I've seen us control one game against Burnley. That's, That's what it. he meant. We couldn't even control a game against, with the best of respect, Norwich, and we made Newcastle look great. And we all and we know that they're not brilliant. Again, no disrespect, but it's true. You guys are down in the bottom of the league for a reason, and so. It's just so frustrating. It's so annoying. But anyway, you done? We must move on. You done? You're right. Yeah, we must move on because we need to talk about Arsenal. What? We need to talk about Arsenal and Tottenham not happening. Do we need to talk about it really? I mean, yeah, because okay. I don't understand what's going on. No, I don't understand what's going on either. To be honest. What's what's the thought process here? Was it the fact that the thing that confused me was this was the statement that Arsenal put out, right? Yeah. And I know people are going, oh, why is everyone going to Arsenal? Everyone else has had game postponed. I've, I, I've personally not seen one that was done for injuries and COVID and international yeah. duty. I've only seen games postponed for, because of a high number of COVID positive games. tests yeah. or a team's had to close their training ground because of a COVID outbreak. Right. That's just Maybe I've missed something. Let me know. At Let's Football Pod. Well, Burnley are in exactly the same position. Yeah, obviously Burnley have had a game postponed in the midweek against Watford. 
Mm-hmm. But their under-23s played on Monday. Yeah. Arsenal had exactly the same thing. Their under-23s played on Friday night. Okay. Would the sensible thing not to have been, would to have been to postpone the under-23 game, take some of the under-23 players and put them in the squad? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just don't... I, th- I feel like injuries... An international call-ups at this time of year, when you know when African Cup of Nations yeah. happens, you know you know my thoughts on that. We've talked about it before. Yeah. I, I don't see why the African Nations Cup kind of gets stuck in the middle of everyone's well, season. Well, the African Cup of Nations. Someone tournament. pointed out this to me last week. Yeah, the African Cup of Nations was supposed to be last summer. Okay, so they had it. Yeah, because in the past it has always been the January yeah. in January, but the fact that they moved it to a so I didn't know that. Yeah, so I didn't know it either. Someone well, that's good it for out. the tournament. Yeah, that's good for the tournament here. You know. That it, it, it's going to get its spotlight eventually. So theoretically, obviously the African Cup of Nations has to take some of the proportion of the blame, but... Well, it does, but it's not as if this hasn't happened before, no. is the point. No. This has happened before. You know, African Cup of Nations has happened in January since it began. Yeah. But anyway... So nothing new. So the Premier League statement said yeah. Arsenal have applied for the postponement of this game due to a mm-hmm. COVID case, due to injuries, and due to the African Cup of Nations. Now, as I understand it, and correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, if they don't have the positive COVID case, they yeah. cannot apply for the postponement. I think you're right. Because injuries and the African Cup of Nations are an outside factor. It's only COVID yeah. that allows the protocol to change. I think I think, I think that's... Hence why Leeds have right. always... Hence why Leeds have been playing all the time, because they yeah. have no COVID case, but they've got injuries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, injuries, and like I said, international call-ups, part and parcel of football, yeah. it happens. But then I don't and... understand why the clubs are not using their under-23s and their under-18s. Yeah, no, it's so daft. Because it, well, normally that's what they do. Normally that's what that's they what, do, yeah. You know, if you, if you didn't have COVID, if, if COVID wasn't, or if if COVID becomes not a non-issue in the future, which hopefully it does, yeah. then then it goes back to normal. No game's getting postponed yeah. because you've got a number high number of injuries. I mean, I remember that. I mean, we've all seen it at, probably at our own football clubs where you've had six or seven injuries to some of your best players yeah. in the team. You, you couldn't apply to the Premier League then and go, oh, hang on, we've got all these injuries, you know, in January and, and you know, I've got a couple of players over at Af- African Nations. Yeah. You'd get told to shut up and get on with it. And every and every football fan would agree. That's the thing that annoyed me the most about the game. Not that the game was postponed; it was the reasoning behind it. Yeah, no, I, I, I wasn't. I wasn't keen. No, I, I, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like that this is happening. I want my football yeah. to be, you know, to be happening. Because now you're if they've had yeah, go on. yeah, you, you've got to have a significant number of cases yeah. to have a game postponed for me, or you, you know, you've had you've had to shut your training ground. Yeah, because now you're technically manipulating the system because yep. you haven't got the players you want available to you. That's it. Piers Morgan said That's a thing fine. on Twitter. You know, I like a Here bit of Piers Morgan. I don't I know. know why Tottenham are squealing so much about today's North London derby postponement on current league form. We'd have hammered them with our reserves. Well, unfortunately, Piers, you didn't bother to, to try and do that. <laughs> fair, I agree with him, but you know. Yeah, well, it's immaterial. A serious, serious note, though. Yeah. Serious note. I just, it, it just shouldn't happen. It just, no. it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't be happening. No, they should be, they be should be made Liverpool... to play 
with the players yeah. they have at the football club, whether they are first-team feel... players or whether they're youth-team players. Because, as I said to somebody the other day, if you don't get these kids into your squad and, you know, allow them to play for you, how are you going to know if they're any good? Well, there's that, but also I think, you know, Liverpool did the same to Arsenal, didn't they? They did. The Carabao yeah. Cup for me. I think, I think that was, was a similar situation. stuff and everything, yeah. But then, but then you've got Thomas Tuchel sitting there going, hang on a minute, they told me I had to play. You know what I mean? It's just like... Well, Leicester have got 11 first-team players missing for when we potentially play them on Wednesday. Yeah. It's ridiculous. No, I'm not, I'm, not having, I'm not having it anymore. They just need to play the football. Yeah, just play just your games. Yeah, just need to get on with it now. Get a team. Get a team. Yeah. I'll play for them. And somebody, Sign me up. Somebody said to me, well, you had your game postponed against Wren. Yeah, we had eight positive cases. We shut the training yeah. ground. We had to exactly. close. We couldn't play. It's a different situation when you've had, you know, when you've had a COVID outbreak. But when you've got one positive test and twenty injuries, that's different. That's yeah. different for me. Completely different. Different thing. And all the clubs just need to just be told, essentially. Get on and with this it. is another issue. Why the why the, the Premier League governs itself, though, doesn't it? Yeah. It's run. It's run by the clubs. Well, they've said that the clubs. you've got thirteen players and one goalkeeper. So all of the players on your books are players of your football club. Yeah, every single one of them. Every single one of them. So all the way down, all the way down to what probably under nineteen. Your first professional contract. Yeah, under 17. seventeen. Yeah, seventeen years old. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. Nah, get them in. Yeah, you've got you've got thirteen players at your football club. If you haven't got thirteen players at your football club, there's something wrong. And the, you know the worst thing. What? They've loaned out three players this week alone. Yeah. <laughs> That's 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 the other thing though, isn't it? He's kind of like you turn around, you start yeah. sending players out the club well, at the time when you take people, you've not go, got enough and players. Balogun go, and then Kalasinac has been allowed to leave to go to Marseille today. But, okay, but that, that the Kalasinac one's probably slightly different. He's still part of the squad. Is he on loan though, or is he gone? No, he's gone. been he's had his contract ripped up, and he's been told yeah. he can go. That's diff- That's different though, isn't it? Because Kalasinac is probably turning around. And going, I really want this move to Marseille. Yeah. Blah blah blah. Can we come to an we agreement? Had six I months think that's left a separate on his issue. Contract. Let's yeah. let's not worry about that one. I think the loans though, yeah. when you turn him around and go in, oh um, you know we've got X amount. Or I've got no players at my football club. Well, why are you loaning out players? Yeah. If you haven't got, why any, you loaning you haven't them got, them got players, them? yeah. Why why are you sending them out the club when you should be bringing them in? No, no, nonsense. There's a lot of them. Right, put me so Just stop playing your football games. Please. I'll set me peace now. Yeah. Right, let's um let's do uh let's say any trans any interesting transfer news caught your eye this week. Any interesting transfer news caught my eye. There's a couple of things that have caught my eye. Yep. Christian Eriksen caught my eye. Christian Christian Eriksen. Potentially making a sensational return to the Premier League. Indeed. But it sounds like with Brentford. Yeah, Brentford was linked. I think you guys, obviously Tottenham, have been linked with him. There's probably another couple of there's, other well, there's teams, about I think, five involved. or six they reckon, and they well yeah. apparently we're not one of them, which is ah. absolutely bonkers. Well, well, considering what Conte said, yeah, because the key thing we're missing from our squad at the moment is a creative midfield player. Indeed, it is a bit. And it, uh, to be honest, it would be so Tottenham if we replaced Christian Eriksen with Christian Eriksen. Yeah, it would be the most Tottenham thing ever. Um, but I'm not yeah, having fun think... this transfer window so far. To be honest, no. I think there's obviously a lot of the clubs though are going to be taking so many risk assessments, and his medical will probably be one of the most stringent things he's ever been oh, through absolutely. in his life. 
Yeah, absolutely. You've got to take um, so much care over him, bless him. Yeah. But it'd be great you know, to he, see him He's probably all right. You know, Daily Blind is playing yeah, he's regularly playing with, with, one a, of with a pacemaker. Yeah. And, yeah. and no issues. But I'll tell you what, that first time he goes on the pitch, I think everybody... Oh, everyone's everybody's just going to be so like, just, let's just get him through it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't, I don't know what it would be like being an opposition player. You'd be frightened to tackle him, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would a little bit, be, which might be a good reason to get him. He might get a load of room. He might get a lot Christian, of space. to be fair to him, was always very good at finding room. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's <laughs> his forte, but you might get an extra, you might get an extra couple of yards to he start with yeah. the first couple of months. Yeah. Or people just get used to him being back on a football pitch and him, him you know, him being okay. Yeah, it's a, it, it'd be good to see him back, though. I, I like Christian Eriksen, great player. Oh, no, he's he's a fantastic footballer. And, I, you know, I hope, I hope for his sake he can get his career on track and everything's okay for him to do so. Yeah. That's the important That's thing. That's the important thing. His health is the most important thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another Newcastle target, Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos has come out of the woodwork. We were talking about them needing attacking players. This is... His... A defender they're looking at. Yeah, a defender. Well, to be fair, they could probably do with a couple of defenders as well. I mean, they could do with a lot of things, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Brazilian defender uh, at Sevilla. Who's asked to leave Sevilla as well. He's put in his trans- yeah, he's put in his transfer request, so things might move on that respect. Do you reckon they had a Zoom call with him and they just changed the background? So it didn't look like Newcastle. Maybe. <laughs> just sort of Maybe. Put, sun, put the sun on it, cut the beach towels in the background swimming pool yeah <laughs> just to try and sell it to him better maybe but newcastle have also been linked with uh, zabata as well haven't they they have yeah yeah from atalanta yeah that's an interesting one because everyone mentions about zabata or at least he you know he comes up every he pops now and up again every now doesn't, then, he? doesn't he yeah but sky italy are reporting on this yeah. so it normally means he's got a bit of but then everyone, got a bit of legs. everyone talks about it but then nothing happens he stays where he is but, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. Let's have a quick look at the African Nations Cup and see how things have been getting on there before we move on to around the world in 80 seconds. Uh, it's been a very game, a week full of great international football. It has, yeah. I've been enjoying some of the games, uh, even if the games haven't quite been 90 minutes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what... Like, I'll tell you what, I, I, will ta- I will take this lawsuit if it comes my way. <laughs> that referee was definitely involved in match fixing. <laughs> I will take that lawsuit. Okay. I'll see you in court, my friend, because not a chance. <laughs> you, there's no way. There's no way you blew the whistle at 85 minutes, right? Restarted the game, sent a guy off. VAR reviewed it and said, no, nah, it's not a red card. And you went, I'm not changing it. And then blew the whistle again to end the game. There's just no shot, right? No. That's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was. If 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 FIFA aren't investigating, well, they probably wouldn't anyway. FIFA, no. but you know, if if there aren't authorities in Cameroon, kind of investigating that in depth, then there's a problem. There is a problem because it's just there's no excuse for that. You've been told now we still need to play more time. Okay, we'll restart the game. I'm just going to send this guy off. <laughs> Not a red card. Now nah, it is a red card. Nah, come on. There were two big games that stood out for me. Yep. Ivory Coast versus Sierra Leone. Which oh, was yeah. a very good finish to that game. More for the goalkeeper face planting it, trying to save the ball. <laughs> which yeah, was, no, that was a good one. Which that was, was hilarious. Very good. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that. It's better in slow mo. If you haven't seen it in slow mo, 
it's even better. Yeah, go, in go and check it out. Yeah, that was a very good game though. It I was. mean, again, it's still it's it's still been a tournament of one one goals. I mean, Tunisia have had a good win, and then there was that two two all game. Yeah, and then Equatorial Guinea beating Algeria. That's a big thing, actually. That is massive. That that's a massive shock. Yeah. To the point, Algeria don't look like they're going to qualify. No. Which will be nice for City. They'll get Mares back. Yeah. They need him right now. But <laughs> yeah, just just send him on holiday for an extra week. Salah and Mane are still away, right? And Man City are going. What you're eleven points behind us. Yeah, we'll just ha- we'll just bring Mares back yeah. after a week. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you worry. They are just doing it for lols now, Man City. Yeah. Yeah. So no, some good some good tournament, and we're getting into nitty gritty now. Obviously, we're getting into the closing stages of the group. For the group, yeah. so um, the last games are going to be played in the next few days. So hopefully we'll have some good times. And then so you get in a knockout tournament in football, and it all it all gets very, yeah, very anything can happen very once you get to the knockout stages. Yeah, that's when yeah. the proper tournament starts. Indeed. Right, let's go around the world in eight seconds. Then okay, so we are going around the world in eighty seconds. So Bayern Munich bounce back with a win over Cologne. Dortmund hammer Freiburg as the gap stays at six points at the top of the Bundesliga. Juventus beat Udinese as Inter draw and AC lose. Napoli profit. They win 2-0 at Bologna. Dusan Valovic scores potentially his last goal for Fiorentina as they put six past Genoa. No league action in La Liga this week. It was all about the Spanish Super Cup, which Real Madrid beat Athletic Bilbao 2-0 in the final of. PSG beat Brescia as Nice maintained the gap behind them after a win over Nantes. Sydney FC draw with the Brisbane Roar, who remain without a win at the bottom of the A-League. And in the FA Trophy, Yeovil, usually known for their giant killing exploits, they lose on penalties to Needham Market, managed by former Manchester City midfielder Kevin Horlock. Where's Needham? Needham is in Suffolk. Okay, well done, Needham. Needham Market. I'm guessing Needham Market's the name of the town, right? Yes, Needham Market. Yeah, beat mate seven on oh, penalties. Nice. Wow. Big big upset, really. Big upset. What, Very big. Where, where, do you know where they are in the pyramid? So they are in the Ismian League, which is the league below the National League South. Ah. So step or north. So or north as well. So step seven, eight. Eight, maybe, Eight, yes. I think so. Yeah, so it's a big result for them. Yeah. yeah, huge. Yeah, big result. Get them into the next round, see what they get. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our football manager, Wonder Kid, let's finish with him this week. Gianluca. Have we got any news? Gianluca, Gianluca Guardino, who's a football manager, Wonder Kid from Football Manager 2015, who we've been following this season. Uh, so how's he been getting on? Do we know lately? Well, Sander Hassan are back from the winter break. They've brought in a couple mm-hmm. of players, I noticed, on Twitter as well. Nice. I've been following them on Twitter, trying to keep up with the news. Why, why would you not? Yeah, exactly. Um, but they didn't have the great lift of starts after the break. They lost 3-0 oh, no. in the league. And poor old Gianluca, he spent the entirety of the match watching it from the bench. Well, you know, if they'd have got him on the pitch, things would have been different. different result. We keep I think we saying all, I think this. we all know that. Things we all know would this. have been different. Yeah. Listen to yeah. us. Get our man. Get our man on the pitch, please. Yes, we need content. Yeah, well, that and and you know, win your football matches. So yeah, we we know our stuff. We're football manager uh, experts. Yeah, yeah. 
Right then, let's have a look at this weekend's fixtures. What have we got coming up? Well, I'm now going to start saying these are all COVID-19 pending or injuries or African Cup of Nations. So we of start course. on Friday with Watford against Norwich. Huge game down at the bottom, that one. Saturday lunchtime is Everton against Aston Villa. Obviously, Stephen Gerrard going to Goodison Park. That will be a very interesting afternoon for him, won't it? It will be. I imagine he'll get the, a lovely warm reception. He will, yeah. Three games at three o'clock. So Brentford take on Wolves. Leeds take on Newcastle. Another big game down the bottom. Manchester United take on West Ham. Good luck to Man U on that one for me. The 5.30 kickoff is Southampton versus Manchester City. Sunday, three games at two o'clock. Crystal Palace take on Liverpool. Arsenal take on Burnley. Leicester take on Brighton before the final game of the weekend. I love my eyes firmly shut for this one. Chelsea take on Tottenham. Yeah, you had the cheek to say good luck to Man United and then you come up with that fixture to finish off the weekend. Come on. Well, it's only come good on. luck to Manchester United because you're playing West Ham, frankly. Come on. I think that's it from us this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can get in touch with us as always at Let's Football Pod. Get following us on Twitter and you can email us as well. Let's Talk football podcast 442 at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you. Tell us all about the things at your football club. But we'll be back next week with all the latest news and the, I'm sure the latest drama from the Premier League. But for now, enjoy the rest of your week and we'll see you all soon. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye.